now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Andy Shilton. And I'm Steffi Barnett. Today on the show... Uh, BCFM's Fred and James. They chat to their schoolmates about what they think of Pride and the LGBT plus community. And Myra Dubois. I chat to the self-proclaimed acid-tongued comedic force of nature. Uh, all today, right here on Shout Out. No one? No one? Andy, it's reserved. We're <laughs> still going reserved. on, but I just, I just don't think I could be heard. That's all. Wow. Right, I need the address of Shoutout Management. I still keep getting one T in the startup script, and I want two. I'm being shortchanged, so I want the address. Oh. I'm going to send a complaint in triplicate. I mean, you can edit it. It's a live document. Sorry, it's nothing to do with me. <laughs> There you go. Look. I, I've saved it this week so that it's there. like the listeners would really know that your name has like one T on the script. And if you didn't say, well, they oh do now. Dear. <laughs> oh two dear. F's and two T's. Far too greedy. You. I know, right? <laughs> the T with two Let's T's. Get it right. Let's get it right. Double up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good news in Belgium. Conversion oh. therapy been outlawed. Oh, good. Oh, that time we did that. Latest yeah. in a number of countries and. No congratulations to people who served in the armed forces between yes. many years up to the year 2000 yeah. who have had an official apology from the government. Yeah, you wait yeah. 10 years' time, they'll be doing that to trans people. I know. It's funny, actually. <laughs> well, I saw some comments on Twitter about that. People yeah. saying it's ironic. On one hand, there they are apologising about something that they did all those years ago and then they're doing the same thing to the trans community now and they're not joining the dots to realise that that's no, what they're doing. An article by Lisa Power this week, you know, veteran of the Gay Liberation Front in the 70s, one of the founding members of Stonewall, um, worked for Terence Higgins Trust for a long time. She's saying it's just a rerun of the 1980s moral panic over gay men and AIDS and things mm. like that, you know, that yeah. the trans community is taking a hit on at the moment. Yeah. This time yeah. it's not a disease, though. It's the contamination of drag queens telling children stories. <laughs> Decided it's all your fault. It's because you want two teas. See? It's very true. <laughs> See, we're so needy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> dear, oh dear. But yes, in all seriousness, you know, it is good to have a government apology. Yeah. Long overdue, in my opinion. Yeah, mm. Well, it always is with politicians, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Whenever it they is. got to do an apology of something, it goes, yeah. oh, we just leave it to the next government. We're only here for five years. Let's waste as much money as we can. It's not our responsibility after five years. Yes. Unfortunately for the Tories, they've been in for a few terms. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Aren't they? Aren't they doing some kind of voting today? We're not really supposed to talk about stuff like politics. Uh, oh well, well, you can is say that, it's the by elections today. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. You can yeah. say it's happening and where. Yeah. And the polling stations are open yeah. 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. But I don't think yeah. it actually affects anyone that we broadcast to. So. No, no exactly. Oh, we think it does. Does it? Yes, it does. Oh, okay. Because we get everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> because we got two T's. <laughs> yeah, and 14 stations. <laughs> well, there we go. We learn something new every day. <laughs> so, and are we taking better shit on whether that is it for British summer? 
Hopefully, miserable. Well, I well, I don't know. I'd rather take it. I'd take an English rainy summer any day over the terrible heat conditions they've got yeah. in mm. southern Europe, which I think you know obviously well, a threat to life. This, this time last year, it was forty degrees here in the UK. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that was exceptional, that was, wasn't it? And that was dangerous. That was awful. Yeah, so hot. You, you couldn't sleep. You couldn't so. do anything. It made the studio but, very popular because we have air conditioning here. <laughs> yeah, everyone suddenly came in to do their shows. So Cool, just make a cool town. <laughs> it's very interesting to see all those people sort of saying, "No, nothing to do with global warming. It's everything's fine. Brexit's working. The government is fine. It's all trans people's fault anyway." And <laughs> I thought we controlled warning. the weather. No, that, that's the gays. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the just the gays. The weather, uh, yeah, we turn yeah, the heat down. Trans people turn the heat up. <laughs> yeah, you bet your bottom dollar we do. Yeah. I, I was going to say. Shh. Hot stuff sat right here. <laughs> Might be nearly seventy. Oh my god! I was going to say I'm going to hit a brick wall. Haven't, next we, haven't, week. We, haven't we got a certain birthday between this show and the next? Yeah, we have. Oh, we have. Yeah, a brick wall. Yeah. Another decade. Yeah, happy wow. birthday. Yes. So. Yeah, very sad. The big eight zero. You'd never believe it, would you? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Only look twenty. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite scary how that creeps up. But then you, you something does. like eighteen or twenty anyway. Aren't what? You celebrate your the, the date when you oh and twenty as well yeah yeah which is um, on the seventeenth of July I transitioned full time yeah so uh, you technically are kind of then it's as also well. my seventieth and next Valentine's Day will be my twentieth anniversary of having the op yeah. oh. Mm. So lots of anniversaries to celebrate. Mm. I know. You just like party, really, Lots don't of you? big <laughs> presents, and I want lots of parties. <laughs> and lots. Um, anyway, uh, we've got a lovely piece coming for you um, now from, um, um, I believe it's Hillcrest Primary School they went to, wasn't it? It is, yeah, um, yeah. And they do a weekly show for BCFM. Yeah. Freddie um, James. This is Hillcrest Primary School. They've come from Totterdown in Bristol. Could everyone just say hello? Brilliant, brilliant. I realised that I had all the mics down for that, so we're going to do it again. Can I get everyone to say hello? Hello! Okay, I think I had the mics up too loud there. Um, (laughs) So, without further ado, I'm going to hand the reins over to the podcast team from the Crest of the Hill podcast from Hillcrest Primary School. And here's the theme. And a very special welcome to a very special episode of From the Crest of the Hill, the podcast from Hillcrest Primary School. Although not a podcast today, because of our end of year special, we're not just saying hello to our fellow Hillcrestonians, but also to all of Bristol, as one night only, our little podcast becomes a radio show here from BCFM. We're your hosts. I'm Harris. And I'm Sam. And there's not only us, but we've got the entire podcast team in the studio. Studio. Maya, Nell, May, Sophia, Riley, Will and Isla. Hi, guys. Hello. Hillcrest has been celebrating LGBTQ plus pride. We sure have. Our school diversity committee led a fantastic assembly about the LGBTQ plus rights movement. We learned about the Stonewall riots in class, and we took part in our annual Pride Parade around Totterdown. Now, Isla, I believe this term's big question. You've been thinking about LGBTQ plus Pride in primary schools. I have indeed. The school was awash with colour for Pride recently, and the children went home with a strong message that we all should be proud of who we are, 
whoever we are, I gathered a few children who are passionate about Pride and asked them how we can take our message beyond the school gates. The big question. This time we enjoyed another Pride Day and another very colourful Pride Parade as the children of Hillcrest spread their message that everyone is different and everyone should feel proud of who they are, whoever they are, no matter their colour, their gender or their sexuality. It was wonderful to have so many parents and local residents in the line of the parade route to support us in spreading our message. Hi, my name is Isla and I am joined by the members of Skittles Committee, Reuben, Lottie and Eli, as well as Agnes from Year 6 and together we are going to discuss why it is important to spread the message of pride. And I think I'll start by asking you all, what does pride mean to you? Lottie. Pride is very important to me um, because I have two uncles and they're gay and they're really amazing and I think everyone should know how amazing people are even if they're not the same as you. Agnes, what do you think? To me, pride means that everyone is welcome in the, the society they are born or live in and that no matter who you are, you are accepted wherever you are. Wow, these answers are really amazing. Eli, what do you think? I think pride is important because it means we're all equal and, like going on to what everyone else said, um, it means you're equal in everyone and even if you're different, you're still accepted. Brilliant. And finally, Reuben. I think pride is really important because no matter who you are, you can still be happy and joyful on this day. Great answers. OK, let's get to the question of the day. Why should we spread the message of pride? I think we should spread the message of pride because in some countries, um, people who are, let's say, gay could be put in prison for being who they are. And that's not OK. Spreading the message of pride is really important because loads of people know about it, but it is, everyone has different ends of the stick. So you need to spread the right um, things because people might spread bad things about it. I think it's important to spread the message of pride to make sure that LGBTQ plus people feel more welcome in the world. I think spreading the message of pride is important because it, being gay or whatever, it isn't a lifestyle. It's also, it's traditional in some countries for it not to be okay to be gay or trans, and that, that's not acceptable. You should be accepted for who you are. I think at Hillcrest we all think it's amazing to spread the message of pride, but how do we spread that message beyond the school gates? The school isn't the only place that celebrates pride. There are lots of places all over the country and the world that celebrate pride, and we've got to support them too. Um, we should um, tell people about it and spread the right um, side of pride because, as you said earlier, even some people get the wrong impression of it because they've been told things that aren't necessarily true and if you're not spreading the right things, then it's not very fair because they could, they could be really nasty things about pride. So you need to spread the right things and spread it to places that need to know it most. If you spread the message of pride inside the school, pride will eventually burst out the school gates and it will affect the whole of Bristol and eventually maybe the whole country. And eventually, even though it builds up slowly, it is making a difference. We can spread the message of pride by make, making people feel more welcome, not just in Hillcrest, but in the whole country and the whole world. Do you think everybody in our country is acceptive of pride? I think no, because there are people out there 
um, who don't accept pride, whether it's part of a tradition or just bad stereotypes, but they need to see that being being part of the LGBTQ plus community is okay and you can be who you are. Um, if it's religion, because I had people in my class that didn't come in on Pride Day because they're religion, they didn't support Pride, and people who didn't come in in the morning because they were Pride assemblies, and it's not, they're not bad people, it's just that their religion doesn't believe in it. And part of our No Outsiders message is for us to listen to everyone's opinion. They may not fully understand what it's all about, so that is why we should accept everyone, even if they don't accept Pride. Also, if your religion says you're, you should not um, accept people of pride that doesn't mean you should bully people of pride it just means that and it doesn't mean you can treat them disrespectfully you should treat them just as a normal person just like you what could the barriers be of spreading our message of pride and how do you think we can overcome them um, once again re- like religion or what you believe in because that is that is a barrier but the way to overcome that is just be respectful to everyone the there's really no way of overcoming a religion. Another way of overcoming barriers is do the opposite of ignoring people, which is talking to them, letting them know our view and what, why we believe in pride and listening to their views. Because everybody's opinion is valued and, they should, and it should be valued by everyone. Could we be doing more at our school to spread the message of pride? I think we're doing good how we are, just if we do more, it's better, as it mostly is with everything. We could get involved outside of school as well, we could um, hang up bear, and we could hang up um, bunting, we could put like posters out around um, our, like, our local community and things, we could put up posters in like co-op or something, yeah. and we could talk about it and convey our message. I think we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your, all your thoughtful comments. I definitely think you've given our listeners a lot to think about. So, thank you, folks. Bye! Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. The lovely... um, one voice, uh, children's choir. That one. Oh, yeah, they got yeah. some lovely tracks. Have they? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so good. if you go onto really YouTube good. and just put in um, "One Voice Children's Choir," they got some great tracks. Great choir. Marvelous. Mm. Anyway, very nice, Terry. You going to tell us what's going on in the world? If I must, I will. <laughs> Is shout out news. The venom of the Daily Telegraph towards trans people is but one example of this far right paper's agenda of hate, or so say many trans activists. So it's interesting to note that they are not alone, as the Disability News Service, operated by and for disabled people, reports this week from the Disabled Workers Conference of the Trade Union Congress in Bournemouth. Disabled journalists, backed overwhelmingly by fellow union activists, called for the press regulator to strengthen its code of practice following news stories published by the Daily Telegraph. Ipso is supposed to regulate the Telegraph and other newspapers, but it has made it clear that it cannot investigate hateful news stories because they attacked a group of people 
rather than named individuals, despite receiving more than 600 complaints about one of the Telegraph stories that suggested that benefits should be removed from the long-term disabled. Natasha Hurst, representing the National Union of Journalists, said, This sort of reporting is a dog whistle for the far right. It is too easy for the owners of corporations like the Telegraph to get away with unethical journalism because we have a regulator that cannot grasp and doesn't care how damaging this kind of reporting is. Nikki Fitzsimmons from the shop workers union Usdor told delegates we know from bitter experience that the portrayal of benefit claimants as scroungers as lazy and work shy has very real and damaging consequences for disabled people. Just Stop Oil and its LGBTQIA affiliate group have issued a stirring message to the community to get involved in climate activism, which it describes as the greatest threat to our lives yet. We have posted the entire posting to our website for your reference, but here are a few choice highlights for now. They say... Our government has forgotten the fire that runs through the veins of every single LGBTQIA plus person. And then they have forgotten what happens when that fire is fanned by injustice. They have forgotten that we lay our roots in the Stonewall riot, act up, and every single queer person who has lived, fought and died for our rights. When the government hoped we would lie down and die quietly during the AIDS crisis, we came together. Lesbians became nurses to the victims and led protests in their honour. Transgender people fought tirelessly for our right to exist and we fought in solidarity and our community survived. Now the government once again expects us to go away and to die quietly, but we will not be quiet. We have not forgotten. The Guardian newspaper reports that campaigners in Spain are urging groups, protesters, activists and the broad left to mobilise ahead of a general election on July the 23rd. The far-right-wing Vox Party may gain enough seats in Parliament to be required by the Conservative right to govern the country. If this happens, there are fears about the future of Spanish democracy, which was only restored in 1978 after the death of fascist dictator Francesco Franco and a move to the liberal end of the political political spectrum. The new far-right wants to roll back women's rights, LGBTQIA plus freedom, trade union representation, environmental protections and minority rights across the country. It even wants to curtail protections for women fleeing domestic violence as they believe that heterosexual men have the right to dominate women. In religious news, Gabby Wine, writing for the Jewish Chronicle newspaper, reports that the merger of liberal and reform Judaism will be, quote, the most significant development of Anglo-Jewry for a generation. The two progressive traditions represent together around 30% of Jewish congregations in the UK and have both long been welcoming of LGBTQIA plus Jews. Dr Ed Kessler, a leading thinker and academic within the Jewish community, has been appointed as chair of Progressive Judaism's advisory board and his role is to oversee the unification of the two movements. Kenya is on the verge of introducing legislation that would criminalise either identifying with or even supporting the LGBTQ plus community. Punishments include the death penalty. Called the Family Protection Act, Kenya's bill would see a complete ban of activities that, quote, promote homosexuality, including openly identifying as LGBTQ or wearing a pride emblem. Those found in breach of the law would face a maximum minimum of 10 years in jail, whilst those found guilty of performing same-sex acts would face a minimum of, minimum of 14 years. 
Additionally, anyone found guilty under a clause for aggravated homosexuality, defined as engaging in homosexual acts with a minor or disabled person or transmitting a terminal disease through sexual means, could be executed. The bill heavily mirrors Uganda's anti-homosexuality bill, which was signed into law earlier this year. Out magazine in the US says that a new and groundbreaking series is coming to the on-demand television services from Breaking Glass Pictures. It will foreground the experience of black gay people at college in the United States. A press release from the series producers says that HIM, set to be released digitally on August the 8th, will follow Damien and his co- cousin Kendall as they navigate love and learning. After experiencing his first encounter with heartbreak, Damien will dive into the chaotic world of college life, so says the press pack. And finally, Pink News reports that organisers of Trans Pride Brighton were stunned when a huge turnout of some 30,000 people made last weekend's event one of the largest the trans and non-binary communities have ever mounted in the UK. Reports for the Top Gay Newswire said organisers had expected between five and 10,000 people to attend after a yellow weather warning for wind and rain meant they had to make a last-minute change to the march route. But at least three times that number turned out on the day. Many groups and organisations took part in the march, including the Labour Party, the Green Party, Socialist Workers' Party and anarchist groups. Lesbian feminists also participated with placards reminding people that the movements are stronger together to fight the right wing. Fox Fisher, one of the trustees for Brighton Trans Pride, said, Above all, trans joy is about unity. It is about standing together, holding each other up and supporting our most vulnerable members. It is about the power of community, the magic of solidarity and the beauty of diversity. Well, for all our news stories and much more content, do check out our website. We're at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Oh, nice bit of keen. Bend and break. Or when you Very hit nice. 70, bend and snap. <laughs> <laughs> wow, was that a joke? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I just meant, don't worry, blonde. Steph, I'm turning something this year. Have you not seen them Legally Blonde? Legally the, Blonde? Yeah, Do you know that's my mum's favourite movie? Oh, is it? Yeah, Legally Blonde. Yeah. She watches it every other day. I think that's because she's 90, so she forgets she watched it two days previous. So to her, is a brand new movie. Bless. Oh, dear. Yes. I know. Bless her. Love you, Mum. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> no, she's, she tuned in? she's not that bad. No. Is she, she tuned in? Ooh. No, she's not that technical. She's got her radio set to, oh, we're on FM as to well. magic, I think. And oh, right. that's it. She's frightened of touching anything. I got yeah. her um, a oh, smartphone, but she punches it with her finger. So it's like, <laughs> Mum, just tap it. 
<laughs> but she can see the weather now so before she walks a mile to the coffee shop she can actually look at the weather a mile that's great at 90 yeah, isn't it that's what well, has her coffee and walks back although it's an aside from this show if the law legislation they're trying to get through goes through parliament whatsapp and all that lot will disappear yes because um they want to stop end-to-end encryption so they can spy on you of course um, yeah yeah Anyway, um, uh, shall imagine. we introduce uh, the lovely Myra? Yes, I think we said it in the intro. <laughs> There's you? not much you can say. I'm um, looking forward to this. I do introduce mm. it and say, but those are her words, by the way, not mine, about being acidic. <laughs> right, okay. Acid-tongued com- comedic force of nature, That's she her describes words. herself as. Yes. So, okay, well, have a listen. Now, because our next guest uh, has been in the business for over a decade now, so I'm just going to give the name and their description of themselves. Myra Dubois is an acid tongue comedic force of nature whose quick wit and unrivaled crowd work has been taking the UK by storm for, like I said, over a decade. Now, Myra Dubois, welcome to Shout Out. Hello. Now, let's go back to theatre because um, you describe yourself as a comedic force. How did you actually get into that? Were you always in the school play and always showing off at at college and that? Um, Well, I mean, it's a lot of things to think about, isn't it? As I said, someone asked me earlier today, what's my least favourite job I've ever had? And I drew a blank. I drew a blank because I don't think I've ever had a job that hasn't related to this job in some way or another. You know, my first ever job was as a glass collector and then I moved on to the stage and then uh, et cetera and so on. Even when I was a barmaid, you know, I used to work behind the bar and that was very showbiz because you have to put on a performance for the customers, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's all really related into it. I can never pinpoint any one moment where it started. I mean, at school, I was uh, well-liked, quite good at sports, which surprises some people, but I, I do have um, quite good shoulders for nudging people out the way. I was quite vicious in a game of rugby maybe even addicted to the competitiveness, uh, competitiveness. I don't, I don't know. Right. But um, but I, yeah, so I was partook-in. I never did the school plays because they always had other people in them. But I used to put solo shows on in the backyard with my sister. She used to help out, moving bits of scenery and things. Uh, and then eventually, as I said, I started glass collecting and it went on from there. So it's hard to, I've always sort of been the same. I always say my first words were thank you. You know, I've always been in touch with an audience. <laughs> that sounds absolutely great. And you've you've landed on your feet, obviously, doing what you actually, actually love doing. How would you describe yourself um, as an act? How would I describe myself? Yes. How would you describe it? So what perception do you think of, of the people think- have of you when you first appear on stage? I think people find me incredibly relatable and easy to talk to. And I think people find me very open and very in the moment as well. You know, I never I never perform at an audience. I always perform with an audience. So I'm always listening to them. I'm trying to tune into what they're enjoying, what they're not enjoying, what they want, what they need, which isn't always the same thing. And um, And so I think people think that I'm very with them. If I could use a broad term like that, I think as soon as I walk on stage, people look at me and they think she's with me. And I don't think you always you always feel that with performers. I think sometimes I don't want to 
cause uh, any drama. I don't want to cast aspersions, but I think sometimes a performer's on stage and you think they've said this before. And I don't think people ever feel that with me. It's fresh, it's new, it's fizzing, it's live. Mm. So do you cover topics like politics and whatever's the top of newspaper headlines? And and you, you describe yourself also as acidic. So does that mean it's adult-only audience? Um, well, you see, adult-only is quite an interesting phrase, isn't it? Because I have recently been discussing this with people because people will say, oh, is your, you know, your show, is it suitable for um, children? And I always say the same thing, like, no, I don't tend to swear. It's not necessarily like, it's not a, a virtue that I'm trying to signal. It's just it doesn't really occur to me to swear an awful lot. So I never struggle with that. I don't really do dirty or mucky stuff. I don't really talk. I'm, I'm not vulgar. Um, but at the same time, I don't hold back. So I will talk about themes that maybe children either can't understand or actually children are very ahead of the curve. Usually I don't like kids in the audience because it makes the adults uncomfortable. You say something and everyone looks at the child worried going, oh, God, what did they think of that? And it's like children are fine. I think people forget what they were like when they were children. Children could teach us things, you know. Yeah, I think sometimes uh, society can be a little bit protective. I think so. Although I don't for one second want to think I'm sat here advocating children to come to my show. Keep them. I don't want them. <laughs> but uh, but just as so when people say, you know, family friendly, I was like, well, that's a very hard thing to define, isn't it? Um, multi-generational is how I usually interpret the phrase family friendly. And I do perform in pantomime every Christmas and you can't get more multi-generational than that. It's always someone's first panto and someone's last panto. You know, there's always babes, there's always grannies. Yep, that's always so, very true. Yeah, so um, I think in that way I can play to any age. But I don't shy away from topics and I take great pride in talking about the untalkable. There's lots of talk at the moment about you can't say this anymore, you can't say that anymore, you can't talk about this, you can't say that. And it's such a falsehood. What that is, is the death rattle of people as irrelevance encroaches them and envelops them. And, and they're, they're worried that they no longer have relevance, like I said. And so they just, it's easier for them to say, oh, you can't talk about that anymore, rather than wondering why they're not connecting with people right now. And I've always said the same thing. You can tell jokes about what you want. There was someone in an audience. I was I was doing a show the other day, and I was talk. I talked to people in the audience, as I say. And there was this fella on the front row with a crutch, and um, and I was chatting, and I, and I said to him, um, "What happened to you then? Would it be rude to ask?" And everyone laughed. And, and then in the corner of my eye, I caught someone further in the theatre. They had a Zimmer frame. So I said, you've got competition. There's someone over there with a Zimmer frame. My goodness, it's like performing in A&E. And everyone laughed. And, you know, I wasn't mocking them. You know, I wasn't laughing at them because they have to use walking aids. I was just talking to them like you might talk to any per person in the theatre. And I think when you ignore people and when you think to yourself, well, I better not talk to that person because they use a Zimmer frame, that's ignoring them. And that's when people become invisible. And that's what people don't want. So I think, like I said, as long as you know what you're talking about and as long as whoever you're talking to feels that you're with them again, like I, I never turned around to the rest of the theatre and went, oh, look at this one here with the crutch. I looked at him and said, what happened to you? You know, and. And so I wasn't objectifying that person or making them the butt of a joke, you know. 
I'm very keen on that. So as soon as someone tells me you can't talk, you know, can't talk about gender, you can't talk about pronouns, you can't talk about race, you can talk about all of those things as long as you're coming from a person, a place of respect and dignity and not of like small minded ignorance, willful ignorance. Mm. I wouldn't even say bigotry because a lot of these people haven't graduated to bigotry yet. It's just willful ignorance. <laughs> oh, I ranted then. You, you, you hooked into a seam of something. You did. <laughs> I, cer I certainly um, triggered something in you then. Myra, can you um, can you remember your first performance and where it was? Uh, well, my very, 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 very first performance was in a church play as the baby Jesus. Wow. Because I was the only, yes, I was the only, it's quite a, quite a role to take on. I screamed the place down when they nailed me to the cross. Maybe we shouldn't have done the full life of Christ. But um, no, I, I played Jesus in a gender-blind casting production of the Bible. Um, that was at church. I used to go to church. Um, and But I don't remember that one very well. Um, I have stirrings. I remember, you know, I remember being surrounded by walking sticks and blue tea towels. And I think that was it. But um, also, I my first solo performance was at Madame Jojo's in London, which is sadly no longer with us. Um, that was uh, regenerated into some probably an American sweet shop. Um, but it used to be a nightclub called Madame Jojo's. And I used to I made a little guest appearance on a night called Finger in the Pie. And within 12 months, I was hosting it. So I hosted Finger in the Pie Cabaret for one year, 2009, I think that was. Um, and they're sort of like the early, earliest memories. Mm. Yeah. Now, um, going forward, you're mm. on tour at the moment, and um, we picked you up as you're about to come into Bristol, but you're right across the country, aren't you? Oh, I'm going everywhere. They're sending me all over. We're casting a wide net. We're not going down to Exeter, Devon, Plymouth or Cornwall. And everyone keeps telling me this on social media. But It's dangerous down there, Myra. It's very dangerous. Well, the, I think the um, the transport infrastructure of the country makes it very hard to get down there. And as soon as it becomes very hard to get down there, it becomes very expensive. So... Apparently, it's all thing. People don't go down there enough touring shows. Um, but anyway, we are going to we're going up to Scotland. We're going to Northern Ireland. We're going to Wales, England, of course, doing a month at the Edinburgh Fringe, doing three nights in the West End. We're going all over. Mm, excellent. Excellent. So you, you're well liked and well loved, obviously. Uh, well, I mean, we, let's just shorten that to adored. <laughs> I like your way with words. Very clever. <laughs> Now, if people want to get tickets, uh, follow you on social media, uh, just yeah. uh, tell me your website address where people can get tickets. And if you are on Twitter and the new threads. Um, I'm on all social media as Myra Dubois, all one word on everyone, M-Y-R-A-D-U-B-O-I-S. Uh, and then my website is myradubois.co.uk, myradubois.co.uk. That's got all the dates on it and uh, all of the bits and bobs you might need. Myra Dubois, thank you so much for joining us on Shout Out. Is you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Shout Out LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. For more information about Shout Out Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout Out LGBT Radio for you.
God, that was a bit of a blast from the past, that one, wasn't it? That was uh, it was. Uh, George Michael and Fast Love. Which was from 1996 originally. Gosh, Gosh really, was it? Yes. That long ago. Well. <laughs> yes, always nice to um, hear George Michael, lovely man. Yeah. It's one of my mum's favourites. Yeah, lovely voice. So is it one of your mum's favourites too? Too busy tapping on her phone. Who wham? I was looking for news items. Some news items just pinged me. So I was thinking of what next to say rather than what to say now. (laughs) Is your mum a George Michael fan? You'll be surprised what my mum likes. She likes things like Coldplay. All right. Yeah, Yeah. she does love George Michael. She's a great, great lover of, of, of gay men. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah, loves gay That's culture. That's just as well, isn't it? <laughs> For you. It is just as well, isn't it? <laughs> yes. But she loves disco music. And, and you. And a big, big selection of disco records, actually. You got on very well with my mum in the 70s, both collecting disco and funk. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I had my mobile disco. You do your mobile disco, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, even I did my bar DJ years yeah. ago. I had a contract with the Greenbank Hotel uh, or a pub. Oh, yeah. Greenbank pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eastern. Bristol. Yeah. yeah. Just down the road. Yeah, every road so I was in there every weekend doing like weddings and stuff. But it was upstairs and they had wooden floors. No good when you got two decks. <laughs> so you had to pile up the two and sixes on the arm just to keep it on the vine. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And well, the the biggest one to start the show where everyone just got up and danced, I want you back, the Jacksons. Jackson 5. Of course. Oh, gosh, let's yes. go back a bit. That is. I, I do superb. go back a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great era for music, wasn't it, the 70s? And actually influenced everything that came after it because, as Andy will tell you, you know, the early hip-hop tracks, they were all based on a disco mm. bass line. And yeah, beat. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, house yeah. music as well. Somebody said, disco didn't die. Disco didn't die. It just changed its zip code and moved to uptown <laughs> New York and became house music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's all that, cha- that well, it's happened. It, it, it's that progress. It, it's change and mm. influences. And the thing is, you've got to, when you look at the influences that we have in society, things get recycled. We're still doing it today. We still recycle old tracks and bring new life to them. Oh, yeah. And then it yeah, starts yeah. a whole... Yeah, it's whole been quite a few recently. Yeah, um, which I think is really important because it also enables people to explore their sort of the previous incarnation. So if you look at when the Sister Sisters released Comfortably Numb, yeah. lots of people discovered the Pink Floyd version and then discovered Pink yes. Floyd on top of it. Oh, it's yes. like that's, that, that's how that link back to the previous generation. And, yeah. yeah, I was going to say I, I was already a Pink Floyd fan some, long before. Some, I mean, you were, you were. I mean, there's a huge great revival of '90s stuff going on in Bristol at the moment. Well, there is, isn't there? And no. you get sort of '90s compilations, and there's, and there's '90s, 90s radio networks. And, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was in in the um, Bristol Post the other yeah the other day. Not that I read it that often, but um, you know, there, I there, hope it, not. Was, <laughs> 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 it was. Uh, it was. Um, yeah, apparently it's it's a bit like you know Aren't if you go young? back a decade or two, we were like massively into the '80s. You remember there was a a club an 80s here revival. in uh, yeah. there was an '80s night Reflex. club. Reflex, it called yeah. Reflex on Baldwin Street. Yeah, yeah. which is which um, I don't I don't think is an '80s place anymore. But apparently '90s. Is, is kind of doing the same and is hailed yes. as kind of like a massive era of music because it is kind of when a lot of what we describe as modern pop music kind of was invented because mm. computers just got better yeah I remember yes. in the 90s and just the beginning of the noughties I think <coughs> going up to the Way Out Club in the east end of London it wasn't right. too far from Tower Bridge mm. what um, was it what type of club um, it was Tran- a tr- trans, trans club, club. Oh, yeah. right, cool. Uh, yeah. Vicky somebody 
Rabbit. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't Can't think of the name. name yeah. 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 Well done, you. Your star to return. Is a fountain. There's a fountain of knowledge. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we used to drive up. Yeah. Spend the night there, and then come back. Yeah. In one night. I've done that, but up to the hoist. Oh, oh my yes, gosh, the, the sights I've seen at the hoist. <laughs> <laughs> it's unseen. Is that London as well? That was London. Yes. It was yeah. one of the railway arches in Vauxhall. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And there yeah, was another one called club. Lipstick. Was I remember. There? I remember Heaven. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Heaven's still there. I think it's still there. I don't yeah. think it's in the original premises. Right. I think it's a bit like GIY. It's not in the Astoria anymore. Yes, um, of course, you know, I, I, remember, I remember it in the story. Yeah. It was, it was kind of my first, uh, and lots of gay and lesbians and and the like uh, have this same yes. experience even now. But that was the first time I ever walked into a venue where there was like thousands of people. With some friends, and and they were like, you know, you think like you know, there's only a few of us in the world that are gay. I'm like, yeah, apparently when I was 18, I'd just come out. Right, go have a look over the balcony there and I looked over the balcony and there's like a thousand gay guys dancing their tits off on the floor below and I'm like dancing their oh my off? god I'm not the only gay sometimes <laughs> people do get this idea don't they that there's only a few gay people because yeah. somebody one of my well, old school then, friends we didn't really have the internet like we do no, now and the information well, that we got well, one of my old school friends said oh um, what's Will Young like and I said I don't know I don't know Will Young <laughs> and she said I thought all you people knew each other <laughs> I said, well, you, you do get actually, that. it's funny you say yeah. that. It's, it's, there's actually just three of us. It's me and uh, Will Young and Peter Tatchell. And uh, it's all done with smoke and mirrors. It's terribly clever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I mean, we, when we moved into our current house and one of the neighbours came around and he introduced um, herself. She said, oh, shit, are you, are, you, are you a couple? I said, yes. She said, oh, there's two women who live in the house behind you. Do you know them? I was like, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Mind you, there's a version of that, but much larger. When you go to the States, I remember being Disney and so an actor had come out off the stage and, and put a microphone in. And where'd you come from? Bristol in the UK. Oh, those people just over there come from Birmingham. You must know each other. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people do think that the United Kingdom is a tiny little island. It is a tiny little island. <laughs> it is, yeah. but... Yeah, it's quite funny. I talk to American friends and, and they'll drive to the beach for a day. I say, how long did it take you to get there? It was only four hours in the car. I'm like, what? Like Four hours? You, you fall off the end of the UK? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. No. You can, well, you can drive in a straight line at 70 miles an hour. Uh, you well, if, you, if, you, if you start in Birmingham, you could just make it to the beach in about three hours. Well, OK. I, I was thinking, you know, from here. But anyway. You, 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 all you, all I know what, what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yes. all according to what speed you're doing, of course. It yeah. does, indeed. Yeah. So, but yes. Yeah. Um, and and just, just on a side note, did we ever hear anything more about what happened at the Trans Pride picnic with the, with the shooting with the pellets, I know they arrested a. Yeah, um, they caught they caught one of them. He was a minor. Was it fourteen? He's a fourteen-year-old boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So what what happened in the end? Did he just get a warning, or do we do we know? I don't think the police can do much. It went very quiet. Um, I asked for information, and because um, funnily enough, shout out is not on the mailing list for 
nationwide press for the police. Oh. Weird, that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get that corrected. Yeah. Well, I think we did because uh, the lovely woman who sent it to me said, we realise you're not on the list, so um, we'll make sure you get everything oh, from that. Enough. Good for them. Uh, anyway, that's it for this week. Um, just a quick one. Shout-outs are looking for more vil- volunteers to join us. Uh, you don't need any experience, and there's plenty of volunteer b- uh, positions available both on or off air, believe it or not. If you are interested, get in touch with our socials or our website, shoutoutradio.lgbt. Uh, guess what we're doing next week? Dumbledore's so gay. Join us for that. Oh. From myself, from Terry with two R's, from Andy with one Y, and Seth with two FF's. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.